Morning show, Toby and TJ back with you. I'm live at Brown O'Haver with John today, and uh, it is our thrill, our honor to be joined right now by the legendary national championship head coach of the OU women's gymnastics program, the great KJ Kindler. Good morning, coach. Good morning, Toby. It's great to have you on. I appreciate it. Big night tonight, coach. The home opener. You guys got to be excited. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we are thrilled to be home, I can tell you that. <laughs> no travel this week, great, um, and really excited to have our home crowd. we got a big celebration tonight. They're going to be honoring last year's national championship team. Before the meet, everybody make sure you get there in your seats early tonight. Starts at 645. Denver will be in town. And, uh, boy, you're off to another great start this year, Coach. Some dominant performances early in the year happy with how things are going early on i'm so sorry my dogs decided to uh <laughs> absolutely go crazy while while we were What's your dog's on name? the radio um my dogs are bentley and ford they're named and after the cars, cars you own? right now <laughs> what'd you say are they named after the cars that you own no, absolutely not yeah <laughs> Well, I, no, I would, uh, that's embarrassing. I, the, I would never allow my dogs to interrupt this radio Yeah, that's show. never happened before. So uh, I'm embarrassed for you right now, Coach. Okay, but, but, well, I'm, I'm back now. Okay. Uh, the, the start to the season has been uh, very impressive early on. you got to be thrilled with how you guys have performed in these first couple of opportunities. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you couldn't have asked for anything more from the team, and the consistency they're showing is is it's kind of outrageous, actually. You know, uh, starting with a one ninety seven eight five, like almost on that one ninety eight mark, and then coming in the next week with almost the same score. I mean, it just shows you how well prepared they were, and like how invested they were in what they were doing in the preseason, because. It's a long preseason for us. We start the very first day of school, and really we never stop all summer. So you have to really, you know, keep your eye on the prize during that entire time, and I'm really proud of the way they prepared. When you, uh, you know, early on, everybody's gunning for you. You got the bullseye. You're the champs. With that tends to come a little more pressure, but – they just keep delivering over and over again. So what's your secret to enabling them to be able to handle that 
that pressure that comes with being the big boy on the block? Honestly, I, I do think the the level of our schedule helps a lot because they they know they have to be fully prepared for that first meet. You're going against Michigan, Michigan State, both top ten teams the next weekend, Utah, LSU, UCLA, like it was never stopping. And so you you just dial into a different level and um and, and you know that that's your opponent. They they just kind of you know the pressure part of it. We certainly practice it um, in the gym, but I think it comes from the experienced women on my team who you know pass that down to the freshmen. I've been so impressed with the way the freshmen have responded, um, especially in these you know really big meets with big opponents. Um, it's hard enough to be a freshman and. and you know, have your first meet, but to have those be your opponents is really, um, really difficult. And one of our freshmen is doing balancing. So I've just been super oh. impressed with them. I think they're settling in, you know, still, but but I've been really excited about how they've responded, like you said, to the pressure of, of you know, competing again. Most of uh, your fans have seen you on TV already this year, but maybe there's some that will be rolling out tonight and getting their first glimpse of this year's team the 2024 Sooners in person you mentioned the freshman Hannah Scheibel will be one of the new faces that they'll get an opportunity to see but uh kind of run things down this year's squad for folks who may be seeing them for the first time tonight yeah so um we have some to me the biggest surprise on our team right now is is Catherine Lavaster uh last season only vaulted for us this season is doing all around for us um, and she, you can see she just really shines on floor. It's an event she's never done in her entire career here, and she's done it in every single meet and will be doing it tonight. I'm just really excited about how she's responded on all four events, um, and and people haven't seen her on, on floor at all, so that will be fun. Um, Faith Torres is also something that I would say, n- not a surprise at all, but... Um, really a metamorphosis from where she was last year, uh, even better, you know, and I was, I was thrilled with how she was last year as a freshman, handling four events on occasion, um, consistently doing two to three, but this year she is cemented herself uh, in the bar and vault lineup, and I, I think that's pretty incredible. I think she just, you know, last year getting your legs getting your legs back, feeling it, you know, figuring out what college gymnastics is all about, and she really embraced it over the summer, um, learned a lot, so really excited for her. Of course, you're going to see the great Regan Smith, and I'll tell everyone, we, she has a secret weapon vault that we're going to hopefully roll out. Uh, a new one tonight? Oh, okay. No, no, not tonight, but we're going to roll it out this season, and she has never vaulted for us. But again, she's worked so hard. She's so, you know so passionate for a young woman in her fifth year, you know, I want to learn more. I want to do more. Um, and that's the kind of person you want to stick around for sure. Um, but she's been instrumental, of course, on the three events she has always done. And then of course, Audrey Davis and Joe, they have, um, you know, been our star all arounders for two years now. And this year's no different. Jordan just absolutely lit it up last week. And then, Audrey won the all-around in Utah. So it, it's just been a back and forth between all four of our all-arounders, really um, all performing at an extremely high level. Uh, so then you're going to have some newcomers, like you mentioned, Hannah Shibley 
and Kira Welch, both doing vault, um, both national champions on vault. So uh, mm. we we knew we were losing Olivia Troutman, and so we had to, you know, go out there and get some really incredible vaulters, and these two absolutely fit the bill. Um, and Hannah does a vault that our crowd has never seen anyone on our team do before, a front Actually, Hunter Price did it many, many years ago, but a front pike with a half. So it's a front entry. It's very different than every other vault in our lineup. Um, but she's been able to reel in 99, 995, 9925. Like she's really killing the landing on that. And Kira is probably our most dynamic vaulter. She's powerful. She goes incredibly high. She just has to learn how to control herself a little bit more on that landing. Um, and then you've got a, a slew of other people who are really great. Soraya Hawthorne, Sheridan Ramsey, both um, on vault, ready to go. Soraya also on floor exercise. Um, on bars, you've, you've got incredible athletes. I mean, we've just, we've just really got the whole package and then so much depth just waiting to go. Um, Belle Johnson on floor, Malin Sullivan on bars, and Dean just kind of knocking at the door there. Um, just a lot of, of really great athletes. I'm, I'm It, super thrilled about this team. I'm excited. It's a party, folks. You, you know if you've been to a, a OU Women's Gymnastics meet, it's a party. If you haven't, uh, come on out tonight, 645. Like I said, before uh, they get started, they're going to honor last year's team. We get to see the new championship banner for the first time in the rafters. Uh, first 500 fans will receive a mini replica national championship banner. Students tonight get LED cowboy hats and uh, and T-shirts. So it's uh, you got some concession specials going on. And it's kind of a two-hour rock concert with the best gymnastics team on the planet performing in the middle of it. So it's a lot of fun. I, when you're putting up the scores that you are early in the season, 198 plus, This is splitting hairs, I'm sure. But what do you feel like right now is your strongest event, Coach? Oh, <clears throat> um, hmm. I, I honestly don't know. We've been pretty consistent across the board. Yeah. I, I've been most impressed, though, with the balance beam team because um, we lost two vaulters, but we also lost two beam workers. And I shuffled the lineup pretty dramatically on balance beam. Uh, putting Audrey Davis first. And, you know, you really have to buy into that spot. Jenna Dunn held that spot for four years. And so um, we needed someone really strong-minded to take that spot over. And Audrey is our most consistent balance beam worker in competition. So we we selected her. She bought in. And she's been remarkable. The way you start that event is so important. And then Kira Wells jumping in as a freshman um, into that lineup has been Uh, really great for the team. She's very calm. Um, she's very, uh, very consistent in the gym. And I've, what I've noticed is that she really doesn't change much going into competition. A lot of times you'll see a drastic change in someone's mentality or their nerves, things like that. And she's been just really calm. So I would say Beam to me has been, um, the, I, I'm very pleasantly surprised by Bounce Beam. I think the transition and adding Um, a couple new people to that. I was a little uh, more concerned about that, but I, I think that they really are doing a phenomenal job. As far as our best event, I, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to say. We really are strong across the board. 
Denver, the opponent tonight. You've seen the Pioneers already once this season. Uh, solid opponent, right? Oh, I mean, this is a, a well-coached team, but they've been in the top ten for over a decade now. They they really have um, earned a spot in that top group in the nation. And, you know, I'm sure they they have every motivation to come in here tonight and make a statement. All right, huge weekend in the LNC. Go watch the women's gymnastics team tonight. Then just like bring a sleeping bag because you got a basketball doubleheader tomorrow. I'm not sure if they'll let you stay or not, but maybe they will. 6.45 tonight, season or the home opener for the national champs tonight, OU in Denver. Coach, good luck. Go get them tonight. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Oh, tell, tell Bentley so and Ford we said uh, goodbye as well. I will. They're so excited to, to talk to you. <laughs> See you, Coach. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, there you go, 6.45 tonight. Quick break. When we come back, TJ's gut. Who you got? We'll hear from Porter Moser. Jeff Haxton joins us live, bottom of the hour from Tech. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. WTJ back with you, T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952, helping you across Oklahoma and Kansas. Technology solutions, including copiers, fax, printers, scanners, document management, network solutions, 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. You want a text here? You want gut? You yeah, want we got, we got who too you much got? To what do you want? We what do you want? We're, we're going to start by hearing Porter. Here's what Porter had to say uh, about how the team has responded, what they've done since the Texas loss last night at Rudy's. You know, it was 52-52 in the Texas game. Mm-hmm. And uh, we scored eight points the rest of the game, and we just didn't didn't play well. And uh, uh, But the, the to have that kind of like you talked about, the roller coaster in this league, to go from the high of high of winning that game on the road, it's a quad one win on, on Selection Sunday. There's no doubt they'll look at that. And to turn right around and have an awesome crowd here. And that's what uh, – and just and stubbed our toe. But I'll tell you my messaging. I'll tell you to everybody, my messaging to the guys the last 48 hours. It's We, we told a lot of truths in our meeting. Um, and then we came back out and – practice today and, and literally had our best practice of the year we took a much needed day off yesterday to just get away from it a day and that's the thing about basketball and i tweeted this out january february march is such a journey in basketball there's some sport like a football has like 12 games where one game can almost yeah it's not that way i mean obviously we're crushed it's our rival it's a home game that was packed and we didn't perform to our standards so i know that is but the message is why did it happen what are we going to do to improve? And we, we, I told them this line, that game does not have to define us, but it has to change us. It has to change us. We, we, we needed to play way more gritty, way more intense, even when we're tired, even through some things. And um, I literally had our best practice of the year today, and that means they care. That means they care. If they come out and we told some truths in this film session, we, we, we showed some things in that film session that were not pretty, and they came back and it was – they responded, and that means they care. All right, John Whitson has declared that they must win tomorrow in the LNC, and I have agreed with him. So we're going to get to TJ's gut in a second. But, TJ, let's first, first start with who you got. Uh, John, you participate in this as well, please. Uh, tomorrow in the Big 12, 11 a.m. tip, great slate tomorrow, 4-2 and two K-State at 4-2 and two Houston, 4-2 and two K-State. That's the Wildcats at the Cougars. That's a good old-fashioned cat fight in the Fertitta Center. Jerome Tang versus Kelvin Sampson 
K-State, Houston, TJ, who you got? It's very hard to win on the road in the Big 12, Toby. It's going to be hard for the Wildcats tomorrow. Houston wins at home. John. Yeah, Houston's too good at home. It's, it's going to be Houston. Houston getting their act together here? Yeah, and they're better at stealing signals from what I understand than Iowa State. I like that. So. 12:30 CBS Kansas at Iowa State 4 and 2 Jayhawks at the 4 and 2 Cheaton Cyclones. This will be in Hilton Coliseum. Uh, TJ Otzelberger will be recording everything Bill Self does. Kansas at Iowa State. TJ, who you got? My sources have told me they have planted a microphone in Bill Self's hairpiece. Oh they will my. know everything Kansas Nobody's is supposed running. to know that, TJ. Everything Kansas is running. It's hard to win on the road in the Big 12. Give me Iowa State over the Jayhawks. Iowa State, John, what say you? Freaking Kansas. It's going to be freaking Kansas. They're going to win. And I'm, I don't even – I hate picking that. Blech. Okay, KU for John. 1 o'clock, ESPN2, Texas at BYU. Texas coming off that big win. in Norman at the other Cougars, Longhorns at Cougars. Uh, this game is in the Marriott Center in Provo. They play it right there in the hotel. Texas at BYU. TJ, who you got? BYU, too nice. They will be uh, Longhorns will be in a safe space tomorrow. It will throw them off mentally. BYU beats the Longhorns tomorrow. It's hard to win on the road in the Big 12, Toby. They definitely won't do the horns down. They will no. greet them. They welcome Bring them. Bring them ice cream. Do to make pat them on the back. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, John? You were out in Provo this year. BYU is, from what I've heard, is going to be having a whiteout, and they're not even going to be wearing white T-shirts, which is going to blow my mind. Come on now. What are you doing today? Read, read into that, whatever you what want. What are you doing? But uh, <laughs> BYU went. Listen. They might, they might it might very well be a whiteout, but BYU fan, BYU players are some of the most competitive dudes out there. They're going to. You're, play, they're gonna you're taking Texas. BYU. Yeah, I'm okay. not picking Texas. Are you kidding? One me? o'clock, West Virginia at Oklahoma State. A two and four Mountaineers at the zero and six Cowboys. This game is in Gallagher, Iowa. Best chance so far uh, for the Cowboys to win one. West Virginia at Oklahoma State. TJ, who you got? Best chance they've had so far. They let one get away the other night. They get their first conference win. Cowboys. At home. It's hard to win on the road. It's hard to win on the road in the Big 12. John, who you got? West Virginia at Oklahoma State. It, well, if I'm not picking Texas, I'm not picking Oklahoma State. West Virginia. West Virginia. I feel like there's a little picking with the heart going on. That's fine. Here, John. Yep. That's, yep. Three o'clock, TCU at Baylor. Another great game. Three and three, TCU. They've fallen on hard times the last week or so. At three and two, Baylor. This is in that new fancy Foster Pavilion down there in Waco. So if you watch this game, you're going to see it from virtually the scoreboard. Because the camera angle's awful. Frogs and Bears, TCU and Baylor. TJ, who you got? Very hard to win on the road in the Big 12. I have picked every home team thus far until this game. Hmm. Baylor falls at home tomorrow to TCU. Give hmm. me the Horned Frogs. Game. I can't argue with that pick. Who you got, John? Uh, it's Baylor. It's the home The home team's going to win that one. Baylor, okay. Uh, finally, 6 o'clock, the late game, the newcomers, UCF at Cincinnati. UCF at Cincinnati, three and three nights at the two and four Bearcats. This will be in that fifth third arena, uh, which is nicer than the uh, the third third arena and the fourth third arena that they had. This is the fifth third arena. It's very nice up there in Cincinnati. Knights at Bearcats, TJ, who you got? The last time that the Knights were on the road, they made seven shots the entire game. Yeah. Seven shots. They will make more on the road in Cincinnati. <laughs> Give me the road team. I'm taking wow. the Knights. Hey, like that, boss lady. Give me UCF over wow. Cincinnati. We'll talk about my Rays later. 
John, who you got? I'm going UCF. Wow. Uh, and it's I want that win that we had against Cincinnati to look better and better, but I just I don't I, I don't trust it. I like UCF. I think they're a pretty good ball team. I will take Houston, Iowa State, BYU, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Cincy. I will take those. Okay, uh, TJ's gut. Here we go. Back to OU. One o'clock tomorrow. Texas Tech all alone in first place now in the Big Twelve at four and one. They've had all week to rest up and game plan for the Sooners. At Oklahoma now three and three. OU's the higher ranked team here at least as of now. Sooners ranked eleventh. Red Raiders ranked twentieth. The game is in Norman's Lloyd Noble Center. Red Raiders at the Sooners. TJ, what is your gut telling you about this basketball game? I'm going to have to be completely honest here with the gut. He had a rough night last night. No oh boy. A delicious night, but probably didn't do himself any favors coming into a Friday morning to make a gut pick. It it's was a complete the, crap. It was the Norman Police Department chili cookout night. Oof. Patrick was also there from the Mont. He came over to me. He said, Look, How many different chilies did you try? <laughs> he said, Patrick said, Hey, they've got me over here in the corner. No one sees me. I brought you a big bag of queso and chips. And I said, What? They put Patrick. baby in the corner? And I don't think he got my movie reference. It's and a goes, complete yeah. crap. Yeah. So, um,. So your gut's been through it. It's been through it. I ate queso, Mont queso and chips along with a lot of chili last night. The gut says that OU feels the sense of urgency, comes out sharp. We have seen them flat early in games for the last three or four games. I don't think the gut does not think that will be the case tomorrow afternoon in the LNC. He thinks they play well early on, but it will be a tough battle. The gut says, OU wins this game in a close one by 5, 72-67. Some free throws at the end will get it spread out to the 5. They'll get enough lead, and we'll get some free throws in there. 72-67 soon. 72-67. John, uh, we'll allow your gut to be heard at this point. Um, well, I'm going to speak from the heart, Toby, not the gut. I think Oklahoma wakes up. I think they realize uh, what they have to do in this conference to stay alive, especially for the uh, tournament play. I think they win. I think they win big. I like it 87. Where's that Sooner magic now, I baby? Like it Where's that Sooner magic now? Shut up, Dave. 87-67. And we Whoa, wow. <laughs> Whoa. 20 point yeah. win. I think we wake up. Porter got Woo. Porter said they spoke some truth. I'll take that. Porter said they spoke some truth. And there is something like, oh, you doesn't play close games. Just so go ahead and win the game. You might be right. Just Let's go ahead and not the forget the magic of uh, Red Panda in the building tomorrow also. Red so Panda in the house tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget for both games, Red Panda in the house tomorrow. Okay, we'll take a break. When we come back, our buddy Jeff Haxton, play-by-play voice of the Red Raiders, is going to tell us all about the team, the first-place team sauntering into the Lloyd Noble Center tomorrow. We're live at Brown O'Haver today. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Let's talk some Red Raider basketball. Sooners and Red Raiders tomorrow, 1 o'clock in the LNC. And our good friend, outstanding voice of Texas Tech basketball and baseball, Jeff Haxton, joins us live now. Good morning, Jeff. <laughs> good to hear that music again, T-Row. What's up? 
like the old days. Jeff had to go out to the garage in Tulsa. <laughs> so he didn't wake up the family. <laughs> I miss those days. Uh, oh, that, that, that house was uh, 1,100 square feet. I didn't have many places to go. That's uh, Unlike the palatial, TJ, you should see the estate in Lubbock, my man Haxton. It's like one of those Uh-oh. typical yeah, cattle right. ranches in, in uh, the Texas panhandle out there. 300 acres. Oh, at least. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, are you surprised, and it's fine if the answer is no, are you surprised Texas Tech is, is in first place in the conference after five days? Oh, I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked by it. Uh, I, You know... When um, the season started, you could you could see some good pieces there. Um, you didn't know how they would all come together and, and, and play together on the floor really at all, even through the Bahamas. You know, you, you had some really good names on this schedule, and then, you know, Michigan's turned into nothing, and then Northern Iowa hasn't hardly won a game, and then Villanova's up and down. and So you just really had no idea who they were. And then um, it got compounded because Devin Cambridge, who's the best athlete on the team, a transfer from Arizona State, he goes down with a weird ACL injury out for the year. And so at that point, you're like, this may be a long year. And they've found a formula that works by spreading the floor and, and trying to shoot the heck out of the basketball and just make enough plays. So, yeah, I'm very surprised. Is that the secret? I mean, uh... Go a little more in-depth as far as what has come together for this team here. Um, well, I think it's um, it's a different – you know, there's been, there's been a lot of – I mean, just regular basketball team, everybody has this that they go where it's like, hey, if, if, if X player or B player or Y player don't have a good night, then we're probably going to lose. Um, there, there have been unbelievable step-ups offensively from guy to guy to guy. So you have Joe Toussaint, who has been just tremendous for us. The West Virginia transfer, he's just been so good and so tough with the basketball. He can go get you 15 on a night. And then Pop Isaacs can go for 32, like he did against BYU. And then Chance McMillan off the bench. And then Kerwin Walton, who we didn't think was going to be any kind of contributor. Turns out as the most efficient player in college basketball offensively, according to Ken Palm. So it's just been uh, a bunch of different ways to score the rock, which is exciting. In the week off, uh, coming a good, these are tricky, because sometimes you're beat up and you're like, oh, thank God. And sometimes you're rolling and you're like, man, I wish we could play, we could play again. So how did this yeah. one hit Texas Tech, do you think? I guess we'll find out tomorrow. But what's your hunch? Yeah. My hunch is it was a good time because if you're looking at weaknesses, I think number one on that board is um, is just overall depth and, and overall strength. Um, our guys are, are not great rebounders, and they they – they play their tails off and try to be, you know, first to the floor and that kind of deal. Um, it's interesting because, you know, Grant McCaslin's team last year that won the NIT at North Texas was the slowest moving offense in the country. 
um, and everybody, you know, used that against him in recruiting. And this team does not play that way. They, they, they'll play fast. They'll play however they need to. But um, I, I just think they were getting a little worn down, and I really think that might come in and be something that Texas Tech has to deal with through the rigors of this conference and having to constantly go to battle. Uh, I think probably good time because I, I could. You can see our guys at times, even in games, like uh, these guys are these guys are gassed. They're tired. So there's not many of them, but the ones that are out there, the guys that you'll see can play. Pop Isaacs comes back uh, this year. I liked Joe Toussaint. He played really well against OU at West Virginia last year. And I remember when he went to Lubbock, I thought, well, that this will be interesting. Uh, Isaacs and Toussaint together that'll be interesting to see whether that's a good fit or not. Obviously, it's been a great fit. Yeah. You've been able to watch. How do these these two guys feed off each other? Well, they, they play off each other through um, a lot of the a lot of the same ways, but they, they'll, they are, everybody's playing off Warren Washington, the, the only big that uh, the Texas Tech has, the, the seven-footer from, again, Arizona State. We hit the earth. <laughs> the state of Arizona heart. Um, so they'll play through him at the top. Kind of. Have you seen BYU yet, Toby? We have not played them yet. I've watched them on TV. Okay. So the big Khalifa kid, you know, who's out there, six mm-hmm. eleven, really wide, and they try to run everybody around him. Tech does some of the same things with Warren Washington, but those two have done a great job because you know there is only one basketball, and they've shared it really well in my opinion and um it's just kind of really whoever's got the hot hand because Hassant dragged us to victory down in um, Austin in the first half with like 13 straight points and then you know Pop was like Pop wasn't even out there and then in the second half against BYU Pop was unstoppable so they've done a good job of sharing the rock um, it's been a tumultuous last few years uh, with the head coaching position out there. Grant McCaslin, I think, was a, a pretty uh, across the board. Everybody felt like that was a, a good hire. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but has he endeared himself quickly to Red Raider fans, or is the jury still out? It, it took a little while to get it going, and, and um, as far as like buying in, to the product, and that's one thing that, you know, Beard, as crazy as he is, um, he was a, he was Barnum and Bailey. He was a promoter. <laughs> he got people to buy in like you wouldn't believe over his years here. And then so it, it the crowds were really just there, – there were quite a few people there, but the atmosphere just wasn't there. And now that we've gotten into conference play, uh, the win over Texas did wonders. And then uh, knocked off K State at home, knocked off BYU at home, um, got drilled by Houston on the road, which was really eye-opening. Just how good they are. Um, I think people are really. You know, our coaches shows have had terrific crowds. He's just a really good guy. What I like the most about him is he'll he'll answer a question, which is rare these days. When you ask him something, he will actually give you information instead of walking around it with coaches, coach speak. 
Uh, he's he's pretty upfront. He will coach the heck out of the guys. Um, that's one thing that got um, kind of just torn from last year's team. They reached into to that entitlement and sulking and bad body language and cleaned all that out. And so now you, it's nice to see a team that's bought in under this new coach. And I, I give him an A-plus so far, Toby. I've really enjoyed him. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, Jeff Haxton, voice of the Red Raiders, with us. I'm sure you've seen the Sooners at some point uh, along the way. What, what do you feel like is important for Tech to get a road win tomorrow? Man, uh, if, if, it's hard for me to, to focus on on Oklahoma and just looking at the games that I've seen. And and it's are y'all just streaky as you can be? Like go crazy for a little while and then. You know, have Cer- some pullbacks, that kind of deal. Certainly, I mean, the, look, certainly the last week has been that way, yes. Well, the, the ability to not let you, you go crazy for a uh, 20-0 run would be nice. The, we we gave that up to uh, K-State. Did not score the last seven minutes of the first half. K-State outscored Tech 20-0. to I was so, listening in the car during that time to your broadcast, and I was worried about you and Chris. Uh, was it, that's the weekend <laughs> we were in Kansas City, and it was it, it ended the first half on like a twenty nothing twenty two zip run, and I was like, I don't know if Chris, I don't know if Jeff's going to come out for the second half or not. Uh, <laughs> and you won yeah. the game. Yeah, won the game by one. Uh, so, our, our for for us, our our shots have to go down from outside. Because what they're going to do is spread the floor just wide out as they can. Um, they'll leave Kerwin Walton standing out there in the corner. Um, they, you know they'll have Warren Washington running around the middle, and then all these other guys that I've already mentioned. If they hit their shots, they're really tough to beat. So, I mean that's that's it for us. We're we're going to have and and one thing the thing that this team does the best is shoot free throws. They're in the top ten in the country in free throw percentage, and that's been fun to watch when you can go in a game sixteen for eighteen, and then you can go back and see that that's been the difference. So this this is kind of a new chapter. It's beginning a new chapter. If you want to be a, a contender in this league, you got. I think you got to win Saturday. If you want to fall back and and be in the middle and scrap with everybody else, and and then which I think is where Tech will eventually end up, but. Ending up in the NCAA tournament, if you can finish in the middle of this league, is a terrific year. So, um, you know, the expectations are not crazy high. Just go play and, and hope you can get a dub. 1 o'clock tomorrow, OU Tech should be a good one. Jeff, safe travels. We'll see you tomorrow, bud. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Great to talk to you. You too, man. Jeff Haxton. Quick break. We'll wrap it up here with John at Brown O'Haver next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It's time for the crossover brought to you by Ortho Central Hand Center. The Ortho Central Hand Center offers cutting-edge treatment, expert care. Visit orthocentralok.com. 
And now with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland and John Whitson. Not Chris Plank. I said, take a hike today, Chris Get Plank. Get out of here, you. Get and he said, here, fine, you. I'm going to hit the slot machines. All right, um, John, thank you for hosting us yet again today. Dude, fun uh, as always. Fun as always. You guys are nice to us. You're nice to everybody. It's a major part of what you do. You're always involved in the communities. community. What do you got going on right now? Well, we're coming off a really we, – we want to thank um, our clients, our partners, um, all, all, the, all the folks that we work with, vendors, uh, because we raised over as a, as a community – we facilitated it, but as a community, raised over twelve thousand dollars for Angel Foster Networks wow. to provide diapers for um, that's awesome foster kids in the system. Uh, it was really really cool. We've done this before, and usually we get we get a bunch of diapers, and we got a bunch of diapers again this year. You guys, the ref, uh, on the last day, Perry brought a whole ton of diapers over, which I know Casey actually paid for, but. Perry kind of shows up with the big salad like he like it's him, you know. Uh, but uh, so thank you, Casey, for paying for all those diapers. <laughs> Look what I got yeah, for you. It's like, oh, Perry walks in with the swagger that only Perry has. You know, it's like, OK, I know who those diapers came from. But anyway, we had so we still had the whole big truckload of, of diapers to go over there. Our van was full, but we also got to walk over with an eleven thousand dollar check. Nice. And it felt really, really good uh, to be a part of a community that's willing to give like that. Um you know, it's kind of a niche thing to give to, but it, those kind of places need it. You know, it's been a philosophy sure. for us to try to focus on giving back as close to the point of need as possible. You Very know, cool. as, and, and so uh, we've often talked about uh, Norman Food and Shelter uh, over on Main Street on the east side and then Angels Foster Network uh, here in Norman as well. So um, both really great, but we're just really excited. And to see the look on their face, it's like, oh, man, this is this is good. This is like what you're supposed to be doing. But we can't do it if we don't have the support of the community, both in trusting us with their insurance claims and trusting us to help them, um, but also being active participants in something like that. So just a big shout-out to everybody that supported it, and uh, it's a really cool thing. Okay, if somebody has had a, um unfortunate situation in their life, uh, you know, freeze flood tornado seasons right around the corner fire or they know someone who has uh, or in the future unfortunately something happens how do they get in touch yeah, with you, you what want, do you recommend start with calling us 405-735-5510 uh check us out on facebook check us out on uh, twitter check out our website brownohaver.com but yeah give us a call whether your loss was yesterday last week last month last year at any point in the process, we can help you. We get clients more money than they get on their own, typically 30 to 40%. And um, there is no charge for us to take a look at your claim and see if it's something we can help you with, point you in the right direction, just be a resource for you. More than anything, we want to be a resource to the community that supports us, and hopefully we're doing that. We've had many, many, many Ref Army members, members? Ref Army listeners who have used Brown O'Haver and across the board, nothing but rave reviews about uh, the help that they have gotten, the money that they have gotten from our friends here at Brown O'Haver and Boomer, Be Boomer Bevo podcast. Absolutely. So Boomer Bevo podcast. You didn't quit after the, uh, the game? No, no. So we were doing we, – we are slowing down in the uh, football offseason. We'll put what we'll put together probably try to do one a week. You know, during football season, we were pumping out two a week, and it was a lot of fun. Um the problem is when Oklahoma loses to Texas, the uh, episodes aren't nearly as fun to listen to. So we need Oklahoma to beat down Texas Tech tomorrow. Right. 
and we need Texas to go ahead and lose to BYU and, you know, set the world right again and the balance of power within the Boomer Bevo podcast in a more appropriate spot. But, no, the podcast is going really, really good. Uh, we're having a lot of fun. Kevin is um, – he's finding his uh, rhythm, and that's frustrating, right, because yeah. it means he's bringing it. But if you want somebody that's got some sports knowledge, a little different perspective than what you get around here – you want? Please listen in. Uh, we're, we're having a lot of fun with it. And John officially picking OU by twenty tomorrow. Eighty-seven, sixty-seven. Wow. The last time I picked a score was thirty-four, thirty, uh, on October seventh, twenty twenty-three, and I was dead on. So I don't know why I can't be dead on tomorrow. There's no reason you can't be. Eighty-seven, sixty-seven. Let's go. That would be glorious. I hope Let's you go. are. Uh, I hope you're accurate. You will not be in the LNC. You've got soccer well, duties tomorrow. I do. Listen, Red Panda. That's a big draw. I, that's no joke. Like, if you're out there and you're, like, teetering on the edge. So, Jenny Baranchek and Sahara Williams were on the show last night, and I was asking if they've ever seen Red Panda. Of course, the players and coaches haven't because they're coaching at halftime and, and playing. Sure. So I was trying to explain to them what it is. Yeah. It's a weird conversation to have with someone. It's a woman yeah. on a unicycle flipping bowls under her head, and it's spectacular, you know? Yeah, it's like if you know, you know type thing, right? You've got to see it. Yeah, it's um, like the dogs were nice at halftime. I'm, but, may, you know, they missed a couple Frisbees. Red Panda doesn't miss a lot. Not a lot. And even if she does, she goes until she gets it. Yeah. Like, they'll delay the second half until Panda it's, hits it. I mean, all seriousness. like I've Unless got, it's Doug Sermons tomorrow, and then he may give her a technical I've got foul. a couple indoor soccer games, like at 3.15 and 4.30, and I'm just thinking to myself, eh, how much do I really love my kids? Do I love Thank them? Thank you. Do I love them That's more? That's the approach we're looking for. Do I love them more than Red Panda? And, Thank you. TJ? And I don't know. I'm kind of in a, in a, Listen and learn, I'm my in a friend. quandary right now. I appreciate that. Thanks for hosting us today. We appreciate it. Brown O'Haver, everybody. Check him out. Thanks to Jeff Haxton for joining us today. KJ Kindler, Bentley, and Ford. You find folks for listening as well. We got pregame coverage for you at 1230 tomorrow on Sooner Radio. Keep it right here. Chris Plank, Josh Elmer coming up next. Have a great weekend, everybody.